0: Survival Stories, narrated by Paul Spera. Flight 571, a hunger for survival. The date is October 12th, 1972, and the rugby team from Montevideo, the capital of Uruguay, is on its way to Chile with the staff and families of the players to play a friendly match. Due to bad weather conditions, the plane makes a stopover in Argentina. And the next day, Friday, October 13th, the Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 takes off again, heading for the city of Santiago del Chile. However, the weather is still bad. The pilots have to orient themselves mainly with the aircraft's instruments, as visibility is very poor. When the crew announces that they're beginning their descent, the plane is actually still over the Andes Mountains. This error as to the plane's position marks the beginning of two months of nightmare. As soon as the plane emerges from the clouds, the pilots realize that they're still in the mountains and at far too low an altitude. Too late. First, the right wing, then the tail of the plane hit ridges and tear off. The plane's fuselage falls on the side of a mountain and slides for more than half a mile before coming to rest in the snow. Of the 45 people on board, only 33 are still alive, many of them injured. They are trapped at an altitude of 12,000 feet on a glacier in the Andes Mountains. The first day after the crash is a real ordeal. The survivors bury family and friends in the snow. They shelter from the cold and the wind in what is left of the plane. They try to treat the injured in infernal conditions. On the first night, four more people die. On the 11th day, when their food reserves are exhausted, they learn from a radio that they'd succeeded in recovering from the rubble that the rescue mission has been abandoned. The search for them has been fruitless so far, as the white wreckage of the plane is perfectly camouflaged in the snow, and the search area is huge. All the passengers of Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571 are presumed dead. Stuck in the mountains, in the freezing cold, the survivors realize that to avoid starving to death, they'll have to eat the bodies of their loved ones, preserved by the cold. One of the members of the rugby team, a medical student, devotes himself to this task, and, using a piece of glass, he cuts out pieces of meat from the corpses. Almost a week later, an avalanche buries the wreckage and kills eight of the survivors. It will take the survivors three days to dig a tunnel to the surface. While their only chance of ultimate survival is to reach civilization, they understand that the only way to do that is to climb a mountain to get back down to Chile. Such an expedition, given the climactic conditions and the health of the rest of the survivors, is impossible. They are going to have to wait until spring. As soon as the days begin to offer hours with positive temperatures, this is the 60th day of survival and 30 victims have been buried, an expedition is conducted. Due to the lack of experience, of equipment, a bad estimation of their location, this last-chance mission is yet another ordeal. Ten days later, though, the hikers manage to find a local peasant and alert the authorities the army takes another two days to recover the remaining survivors. Under pressure from the media and public opinion, they have to admit at a press conference that they were forced to eat their dead companions to survive. In the end, these desperate measures were understood and accepted by the population, and even the Pope of the time absolved them of this sin. Did you like this episode? Feel free to comment, share, and rate it. See you soon for new stories. Midnight Studio, addictive podcast creator.